Dr. Hussain. Uh, thank you, Valerie. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, today I am pleased to share our MATC research results with you. Uh, this is the outline of my presentation. Uh, what we have is, uh, as you um, see that after a brief background and statement of objective, I will describe the modeling efforts and uh, then uh, the results. Finally, I will present the conclusions and recommendations based on this study. Basically, white topping is a, an alternative for rehabilitation of existing asphalt pavements. Uh, essentially, you build a concrete overlay, um, and depending upon the thickness of the overlay, uh, you name it uh, conventional, thin, or ultra-thin. Our work was uh, based on thin white topping uh, that has a thickness range of between 4 and 8 inches. This is a thin white topping pavement built in 1997 in, on US uh, 287 in Lamar, Colorado, and approximately 2300 ADT, 59% uh, trucks. The overlay was 6 inch thick with 6 feet panels uh, and uh, it was uh, on 7 inches of existing pavement. There are a number of instrumented slabs and this was uh, a full-blown project but part of it was experimental too. The project which is being built in Kansas uh, right now is on I-17 near Salina. As you see the paving train slip form paving and uh, the construction process is the same as concrete pavement. No, nothing special except for no dowels are used on this project because it's six inches thick and uh, it only had tie bars. So the panels are uh, six feet um, panels on this project with a six inch slab. The existing um, AC was 20 inches, uh, is 20 inches thick and um, the ADT on this project is approximately 12,000 with around 33% trucks. So now, to explain the working principle of thin white topping, this slide would be helpful. On the left, uh, if the slab of the thin white topping is fully bonded to the existing AC layer, then they work together as a composite section and they resist the load which is coming from the traffic. And uh, the critical response in that case is the tension at the bottom of the asphalt layer. But uh, if the slab gets uh, demanded or if there is no bonding between these two layers, then as you see, the tension develops um, uh, at the bottom of the PCC slab and that is going to be much higher than we had if we had full bonding. So this is basically that our objective is to take uh, into account some of the structural contribution of the existing pavements, uh, asphalt pavement too. Now, uh, the white topping are, these are the cases where uh, white topping uh, would be feasible. And um, as you can see, we pretty much uh, can build white topping on any existing uh, asphalt pavement, of course, and the vertical clearance would be um, would be an issue, but the milling is done, 
and um, there are typically no pre-overlay repairs needed. That's why it makes it much cheaper uh, because of the fact that uh, what you need to do is just to mill the existing surface and then build it without any crack sealing, adjoint, uh, sealing and those kind of things. There are, there are a number of existing design procedures for a white topping, uh, but only few exist for thin white topping and uh, Colorado and Texas are the ones uh, which have uh, more advanced uh, design method. Aster one is more of a general type. So our objective on this project was to really understand the behavior of thin white topping with respect to different slab thicknesses for white topping and different uh, existing asphalt thicknesses. Um, then uh, the interface uh, bonding condition, whether it's unbonded or uh, bonded or partially bonded, and then existing AC stiffness, uh, the shoulder condition, whether it's paved and tied or unpaved, and the temperature gradient. We also calculated the service life of um, this uh, uh, white topping payments. So the model we built um, in the finite element method uh, is, uh, is uh, software. We use the SOLIDWORKS, and uh, we assumed a three-layer pavement uh, is the thin white topping, is the topmost layer with the variable thicknesses, the existing uh, hot mix asphalt or the AC layer, and then finally the subgrade layer. So the materials we assumed are linear and isotropic. The mesh was a very high quality uh, in the travel lanes uh, where the lo traffic load ca uh, will be coming. And we considered the geometry and loading uh, of that uh, symmetry in the geometry and loading uh, of the, on the pavements. So we assumed six feet by six feet panels. And uh, basically, then we, because of the symmetry, we uh, that uh, model only three feet wide panel and it was built uh, on, on existing asphalt pavement. The subgrade depth was 30 inches because uh, beyond that depth, uh, we didn't have any uh, appreciable increase in stresses and strain. And as I mentioned, joint spacing was six foot. That's the panel uh, length. So on the left side, as you see, that uh, we modeled it with a tied and paved outside shoulder. It's 10 feet wide and just three feet of the travel lane because of the symmetry when you considered the tight and paved shoulder. If it is no tight and paved shoulder, the, uh, the width is only three foot in that case because of the symmetry. The loading was uh, 20,000 pound on a single axle with dual tire, and the loaded area we assumed rectangular and normal. Uh, a new uniform and equal to the tire inflation pressure, which was 100 PSI. We also considered self-weight for all the layers. So here is the loading shown, and uh, load is being applied at the corner and at the joint. That's the critical um, condition, and as you see, one uh, uh, uniform uh, rectangular area load being applied there, and this is the concentrated load is the self-weight. And this loading scheme was actually followed from Dumitru, 
who is a master's student at Kansas State University. His model was uh, done at our accelerated payment testing lab. So uh, this type of loading was uh, was tested before and found to be viable because we had the measured strain on those sections at the ATL. So these are the results we have. That uh, critical response was the maximum transverse tensile stress at the bottom of the thin white topping slab. And as you can see, that uh, the strain, uh, the stress uh, uh, varies quite widely for different um, uh, thicknesses of the thin white topping layer. First, uh, the, our foremost interest was the interface bonding condition, whether that uh, um, uh, that uh, slab is bonded to the existing pavement or not bonded. As you can see, there is almost 160% increasing stress uh, if we um, if we do not have bonding. So that is a very drastic situation. Uh, the, for unbonded slab, the slab uh, that uh, and for thinner uh, white topping, that uh, the stress increases dramatically or drastically. Next, uh, uh, we also looked at uh, um, AC modulus. The AC modulus was taken as a surrogate of existing asphalt payment condition. So we assume that if the existing payment condition is pretty bad, then the, it will have a lower modulus like 250,000 PSI. Normally, we assume for a newly built payment, we have a modulus of around 500,000 PSI, which is crack-free and so forth and adequately compacted. So we assume the worst condition could be half of that modulus. But as you see, that uh, if we have uh, unpaved shoulder, then uh, we see that uh, the stress is quite high. If you have a paved shoulder which is tied, then it helps to alleviate uh, some of the stresses uh, uh, in that case. We also look at that uh, thin white topping um, uh, thicknesses and if we have uh, for uh, different um, asphalt, um, uh, different existing asphalt layer thicknesses as you see, if we have bonded condition then pretty much the stress is very low and uh, that doesn't change. But even with unbonded condition, uh, with um, even with thicker overlay, we uh, we need uh, we need even with thicker overlay, we uh, generate uh, there is quite a bit of stress uh, uh, on the side of the slab or the thin white topping slab. So um, the, in that case, thickness uh, tends to help uh, to de decrease that stress thickness of the slab. Now the AC thickness is really is not a big factor. It ha does decrease a little bit of stress on thin white topping, but is not as influential as the slab thickness of that uh, thin white topping pavement. Now the existing AC modulus also doesn't affect very much. It it reduces the stress a little bit, not much, you know. The paved shoulder, as I mentioned, that um, it tends to, uh, in, uh, uh, in a situation uh, we have, uh, as you see, with the combination of, uh, uh, with that uh, higher thickness tends to reduce the stress quite a bit. 
The temperature gradient is important because uh, that defines the curling stress on this uh, existing on the uh, curling stress uh, on the thin white topping layer or the slab. And uh, our uh, fear was if the curling stress is too high, then uh, that may promote dewanding too because that slab tends to curl up and so forth. And that's exactly the case. We see that if you build too thick of uh, that overlay that it may promote uh, curling or it may, curling stress may be higher. So to, to compute service life, what we did, we used uh, uh, that uh, PCA model. As you know, PCA model has an endurance limit. If the stress ratio, that means that's like uh, the uh, applied stress divided by modulus rupture is uh, less than or equal to 0.45, then the payment can take unlimited load reputation. So in the next slide, I have shown you the three uh, parts of that PCA model, which is that uh, the stress ratio versus the number of repetitions to failure. And the last um, equation shows this endurance limit part. So what we did, we uh, computed, uh, we assumed 650 p uh, PSI modulus or rupture of the flexural strength of the concrete. And we also took a truck factor of 1.5. And then we computed um, service life corresponding to different average daily truck traffic levels, so less than 200, uh, 300, 400, and 500. And we found that um, uh, all uh, three thick, uh, thin white topping thicknesses we consider, 5 inch, 6 inch, 7 and a half inch, provide the 10-year design life um, uh, without any problem, assuming fully bonded condition. But the situation situation is uh, different when we considered unbonded thin white topping. There, there the life, as you see, drastically decreases uh, for uh, the different combination of the factors we have considered. So uh, even with um, 7 inches AC, we notice that in some of the cases, uh, the, for unbonded thin white topping, the service life would be less than 10. In fact, some of the cases, like a very thinner thickness, it will be very, very low, even one year or so. So we would be, you would be expecting some kind of uh, catastrophic failure on those uh, sections. Then we uh, notice that uh, with a 9-inch AC, that means if the existing uh, existing uh, uh, asphalt pavement thickness is very high, we still would be able to uh, achieve the, that 10-year service life for different thicknesses, even for unbonded thin white topping. So to conclude, uh, what we see that uh, the interface bonding condition is the most important factor that we have to ensure that the, the existing thin white topping is fully bonded. So bonding has much more effect on the section than uh, the, uh, the, the tensile stress, which uh, will be reduced duty, uh, due to tide and paved shoulder. And uh, of course, the thickness uh, does affect uh, uh, that uh, does uh, tend to alleviate some of the problems we have unbonding. That uh, if we have a higher thickness, then probably that, that can um, compensate for some of the loss of the bond.
So tight um, pape shoulders tends, um, tends to um, reduce the stress, so it would help. And uh, that would be very effective or helpful when you consider uh, unbonded condition with a low traffic. That means in that case, if the bond is lost, but still it would be able to provide adequate service life. So in the, uh, in the future, we would like to do some field experimentation. We cannot do that instrumentation of the Salina test section because of the logistical problem, but we would like to investigate the behavior of thin white topping with uh, some uh, field instrumentation, especially the bonding, uh, what kind of bond exists, uh, and that would be very interesting to see. And we also uh, want to study that uh, joint spacing as well as the effect of the subgrade. Now, dynamic analysis helps, and uh, of course, uh, this is a very expensive uh, calculation process. And uh, partial bonding, again, I, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, that uh, the bonding, there will be always loss of bonding. Theoretically, it shows that even if we have a uh, interface bonding of 90%, but still there is a loss of service life. Is that true uh, in the field? That sh should be investigated. In fact, FAA was uh, planning to see that for a white topping, not really thin white topping, but we believe um, thin white topping is very critical because of the limited thickness, and that should be studied. With that, uh, I would like to acknowledge, uh, of course, the Mid-America Transportation Center for funding this study. Uh, this was the first project I did for them. And, uh, and uh, the Sharmin Sultana, who is a doctoral student at the University of Texas, Austin, did uh, her master's thesis, and this was her research. So this, she, she did pretty much all the work. Uh, and. Uh, Finally, I would like to thank you for your patience and uh, listening to me and 